an example for me is when I uh, was looking to or thinking about buying the the new Corvette, right? I wanted to make sure I would I was doing it for the right reasons. So mm-hmm. I thought about it a lot, and I was like, Am I doing this just to like as a status symbol or to look cool or just to have a nice thing, or, or is this really going to make me? you know, feel happier and, 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 you know, help me feel maybe more accomplished because I've always wanted to own a Corvette my entire life and now I can do it. Um, so I had to really weigh those things and make sure I was doing it for the right reasons before I went out and bought it. You're listening to the Faster Freedom Show, hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello and welcome to the Faster Freedom Show. My name is Sam. And I'm Lucas. And Lucas. Yes. This is episode 101. What did you think about my rap in episode 100? Oh man, I think... um like as usual your your lyrics are solid but delivery and flow you know a little little rusty could use some work he doesn't know that we're actually recording 101 we haven't recorded 100 yet do you think that's gonna be accurate though yes probably will be accurate so if you listen to this one go back and let's do 100 we haven't recorded yet i am rapping on the 100th episode of um the podcast and i'm gonna rap a little bit with a auto-tune style so yes any beat at all or acapella? I don't know yet. We'll see. Probably acapella. Yeah. Like I would Brad, recommend. Like Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt and, and the Dave. season finale of Dave. And uh, Do uh, it now. <laughs> do it. That was crazy. <laughs> Lucas rapped on the 50th episode, so check that out. It was incre- it was so a very, very good. It was a very well written rap. It was. It was. You yeah. like would be a great ghostwriter. I would be. And apparently yeah. some people do that these days. These these these, these pansy uh, ass these, rappers. These new new age rappers. Gosh, just bullshit. Bullshit. They ain't no M. All right. So what we're going to talk about in today's episode is the psychology of money. Lucas and I have done 100 episodes now. Many of them focus on specific real estate topics like leveraging and debt and buying rentals and specific real estate examples and a lot of really good topics. And um, those are fun to do. But sometimes we like to take a little bit of a step back and do a little bit of a bigger picture topic. If you're not looking to buy an apartment complex, the apartment complex example episodes are fun and entertaining, but they're not applicable. But this is applicable to anybody. We're going to talk about the psychology of money. Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I think uh, something that I discuss with uh, my my personal development coach pretty often, and um, it's uh, something that a lot of people don't think about. But uh, I, the funny thing is about it. Um, are those Iron Man socks? They are. Yeah, nice. I got a whole set of. Uh, I know. I saw your Marvel um, uh, Captain America socks last yeah, week. Yeah, Drake got them for me, so I wear them, and I kind of oh, like them. I was gonna say, you're like, oh, Drake got like <laughs> rolling your eyes, like actually, I love them. Yeah, I got the Hulk ones are a little wild because they're like green and purple, but uh, these are a little more tame. But there's an Iron Man face on them. <laughs> yes, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I was doing an interview and they yesterday with somebody, and they're like, what do you like? You know like shows and i was like i don't really have time for a ton dave and i like marvel yeah so that was my two things batman and spider-man yes that's what i like as a 35 year old man okay go every time i another side note every time i tell my dad i watch like a superhero movie he looks at me like um he's like what's wrong with you well he does he 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 would never he would never even try to watch one of the marvels well that's he's missing out then i agree i try to tell him that i I was like i went to saw spider-man he's like what the target audience for marvel is not like 15 to 20 year olds what do you think it is? I think it's like 15 to 45, 55. I don't know. Yeah. There's, you go to the movies, there's like 
all ranges of people. It's not there like are. a cartoon. Like our six year olds were there. So. Yes, our six year olds. that range. Yes. But anyway, um, so yeah, so your relationship with money will not only help you, you know, feel better about yourself and and um, whatever, but it will also help you make more money. Is the is the cool thing about it, and help you make sounder financial decisions because. Um, you're not making decisions based on fear or um, you're comparing yourself to someone else because you got to go get something and go get this money, go get that. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll dig into um, some main points here as we go along. Yep. So this episode is brought to you by Prime Corporate Services. Get a free LLC entity set up by going to the show notes and clicking on the free call link. And then samchat.io, our AI chat GPT style chatbot just for real estate pretty cool actually so um in general uh we're going to go over some four main points about money but money is not money is important but it's not everything the more people i've been around over the past couple years lucas that have a lot of money the more i hear that statement um of money is just a measuring stick that society has you know right now that's just what we have as a measuring stick so people talk about it but the I think I've talked to two, maybe three billionaires, and both of them said the exact same thing. They're like, you don't pursue money. If you pursue money, you'll make a chunk of it and you'll be rich. But if you pursue solutions, if you pursue helping people, then you'll make more money than you know what to do with. So just reordering that, I think people that like chase mm -hmm. money and materialistic sometimes make it and do well. But those that like chase something beyond that, and yeah. it sounds corny, but they're billionaires, yeah. so they have a lot of money. They're like, I chase solution. I chase helping people, and you can monetize that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it is kind of backwards, but I think the the a large percentage, if not, I don't know, if not 100% of people, that's almost the way it has to be in a way. And, and that's the way it had to be for me. Like, uh, you know, when we got into real estate, we, we were definitely chasing money right and then once we got some uh we kind of realized hey there's 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 more out there in this world and uh than just money and it's not gonna make you fulfilled and happy like maybe you thought it did so it almost takes getting it to go back and realize it's not everything um and yeah there's been some like harvard studies and some other big time studies about like your happiness um i, I forget the number of of monthly income or annual income but after that it's like 65 or 70 grand yeah. i think it's more than that last one i saw was like like it was like 72 i think or something it, I wasn't, it was like 10 grand a month or something maybe like that. what i saw wasn't in this it was what i saw was and it could have been a few years ago before and sure, inflation I, yeah i'm sure there's different studies but what i saw i remember it was less than 100 grand a year so i was like damn cool well whatever that number Just is say it's, it's not it, several hundred thousand yeah it's not point. it's not a million dollars a year it's not three hundred thousand dollars a year it's probably not even two hundred thousand dollars a year but you're um, money does make things easier for sure. And it has for me and my family and I know you and yours. So laundry service, uh, pick up my laundry, fold it. Let's go. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, after a certain point, your happiness is not going to increase as you start to get more money. It might even be just the opposite unless you get your relationship with money, right? Yep. I agree. That's great. Okay. So let's kind of go through the main points of this episode. So our relationship with money is based on our childhood experience. And again, this is an outline that I customize through AI. I do it probably, 
I don't know, every four or five episodes. Usually I write them myself, but if I'm trying to do a bigger picture like that. So that is taken from AI. I'm sure it's based on studies, but it's um, a relationship we have that's, you know, shaped as we grow up. And this is for sure true with me. I know a little bit, you know, obviously knowing you for freaking, what, 25 years now, I know a little bit of your story, but not as detailed, you know, when you were younger. But for me, it for sure has. Like my parents were extremely frugal. My uh, dad, you know, made decent money, freaking retired when he was 58. But it's because he saved his money. One pair of shoes a year. We went out to eat once a month. We went on vacations, but we drove. Like he was extremely frugal. He would rather spend his own time and energy working really hard to not spend money. And I'm like, I would rather spend money to get a task I don't like done and make money because I have the free time kind of thing. So um, it definitely has shaped how I view money. They're extremely frugal, extremely um, cheap. I think that was a generational thing, but uh, I am not that. And I think it's because I grew up that way. Yeah. But, um, it Where some people, if they grew up that way, might might be that. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. You yeah. went like just the opposite mm-hmm. route. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, pretty much the way we think about everything, not just money, is is shaped by what we were told and taught as children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, some good, some bad mm-hmm. along the way, right? Some, some people have more bad than good. Some people have a lot more good than bad, but, uh, you know, getting to a point in your life where you can look at these things, including money and start to formulate your own beliefs mm-hmm. and, uh, realize that, you know, maybe, Maybe your parents didn't know everything. Like they were. The, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but there's something that was probably awesome. So eat the fruit, spit out the seeds, right? Oh, but, again, uh, gotta do it. Gotta do it. So yeah, that's what I got. No, okay. No, no specific examples from okay. me though. Yep. So I mean that, that. So I think just in general, yeah, your childhood formative years are important. All right. You know when we get these. Uh, these AI outlines, we talk about, you know, echo chambers and we get into <laughs> politics and you get a little scared when we go down these bigger picture topics with me. Holocaust. You don't want me to get canceled. <laughs> you don't want me to cancel us. All right. Number two is um, emotions play a huge role in our yes. financial decisions. I think this one we can dig into a little bit. I, I like got this two, one. That's my favorite one. Two kind of teed up for you. And I'll let you take it. One is... Um, Yes, I think people that are more emotionally mature are more responsible with their money because they don't let emotions drive their decisions with mm-hmm. spending money. And then also, um, I think that being disciplined emotionally helps you not spend money in a stupid way. Like I, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm going to do some content on it. But when you go to the grocery store hungry, I do it. You spend oh, yeah. so much freaking money. You just go down every aisle and grab shit. When you literally just having a sandwich before the grocery store can save you hundreds of dollars. So just having that discipline and the emotional discipline. What type of sandwich would you eat before the grocery store? I, I like salami a lot. I wish salami I had sandwich? More salami. A um, little bit of mayonnaise, a little pepper jack cheese. Nice. Um, I did not I, think you were going to go that route. I love that. All right. right. But anyways, you, you break that down because I know you got a lot to say here. But in general, I think the more emotionally um, mature you are, the better you are with money. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I'll, I'll go a slightly different route. But, um, you know, and whether it's money or not, or just like in, in general in life, um, making decisions based on inspiration um, instead of uh, like fear or, um, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses or whatever it is. Keep um, up with the walls. Usually, um, you know, always uh, comes with more happiness, number one, and almost always comes with better financial decisions as well. So mm-hmm. um, if you're scared, you're going to be broke. If you, um, you know, aren't patient and have to, you know, trying to reach, a, you know, a million dollar net worth and, Four months, you know, you might make some bad decisions along the way, and uh, it, in general, it'll take you longer to get there anyway. So, um, I don't know, just get inspired and and, and uh, 
you know, a little motion is fine, but try to use a little bit of that left side of the brain as well, especially when it comes down to money and, and making a decision about that. Yeah, we talk about this a little bit in real estate, Lucas, taking emotion out of your decisions when you're buying, especially when you're doing an investment in real estate, like emotions out of just spending money at the grocery store, that's a little bit different. But when you're buying like your first rental property, your first flip, you have to take emotion out yeah. of it. You, you're gonna lose money, or you're not going to lose money, but you have a higher chance of losing money if you get all excited about it and fall in love with the property and you know say, it's worth 200, but if I really make it nice and you know get involved emotionally and really get in, it'll be worth 220. And it needs 50 grand rehab, but you know I think I can do it for 40. If you do that and let emotion drive the decision, there's a high chance that you're, you know, not going to be as successful as if you say, no, it's worth 200. No, it needs 50 grand. Here's where I need to buy it. So just having that emotion not play into effect when you're making financial decisions, I think is important. Yeah. Or at least know how to balance it with the logical side. Um, you, you know, you're, you are, you, you should be excited about buying your first rental property, but don't bend the numbers to just to get it. And being excited is okay, but don't, yeah, let that be the decision. Exactly. Then. And because if you're, if you're not excited and you're like, Oh, I, I, I don't like this property. Um, this isn't going to make me happy. This isn't going to get me closer to, you know, whatever you want to be. But the numbers kind of look like they work. Like I, I see both sides of it, too. So I think you have to be inspired by it and the numbers have to work. I think you need a little bit of both. For sure. And I, I yeah, I agree. Let that inspire drive you to break down more deals, look yep. at it. But, you know, before you sign that yeah. freaking contract, make sure the numbers make For sense. For sure. Our number three kind of goes along with number two a little bit, but um, our spending habits can be uh, driven from unconscious bias, which means like you sometimes buy something unconsciously just because it makes you feel yeah. good. That's kind of the more, this is where people get into the, you know, when they're depressed, they shop or, yep. you know, when they're depressed, they eat ice cream kind of thing. You're just trying to make yourself feel good by spending money. And that's, I don't think ever really probably works out that well. No. And sometimes you have to do it to, to, to understand it. that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So when, uh, an example for me is when I uh, was looking to or thinking about buying the the new Corvette, right? I wanted to make sure I would I was doing it for the right reasons. So mm -hmm. I thought about it a lot, and I was like, Am I doing this just to like as a status symbol or to look cool or just to have a nice thing, or, or is this really going to make me, you know, feel happier and, and and you know help me feel maybe more accomplished because I've always wanted to own a Corvette my entire life, and now I can do it. Um, so I had to really weigh those things and make sure I was doing it for the right reasons before I went out and bought it. And did you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think no, I did it for the right. I, I enjoy driving that car. It makes me happy. And you enjoy like having other people drive it. Like, yeah. Like you could drive. I've driven it a couple of times and yeah. you were in Florida. Buddy Danny's in town. I'm like, we, Danny was like, hey, you made his freaking month. But I was like, we go drive it. You just opened up your garage. And so I think you can enjoy me to have other people driving. For sure. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. All right. Um, yeah, I think you hit that one well. I'll, I'll move on to number four. So uh, number four, our mindset is essential for long-term financial success. So yeah, we can get into mindset a lot, and mindset has to do with emotion. I have, um, I'm finishing up the book now. I have a, a chapter two is on mindset, and chapter three is on attitude determines your altitude, which I like that title, mm -hmm. but um, of the chapter. But it's uh, they kind of play together, and I think having a, a strong um, mindset is good for long-term financial success. Mm. I think somebody that is materialistic in one through three, we just mentioned they're not super strong and they let emotion drive the decision. They can hit a crypto stock. They can buy, you know, Bitcoin low or buy Dogecoin or whatever, Shibu Emu, whatever that shit is, and make a good short-term win. But for the long-term financial success, I think you need that discipline. I just put out a, a tweet and we got it from CG, which we talked about last episode, but um, it's about, you know, having the long-term mindset. It was, you know, making money is a skill set. 
keeping it as a discipline, but I added growing it as a passion. So I think mm. you got to have that as the long term. I like I it. I like growing as a passion is a good way to end it. Me too. Yeah. Um, Would you dig into that one a little bit? Yeah, walls, I will. Yeah. Walls, so, balls. so financial mindset. So, you know, a lot of people these days I feel like, or maybe forever, um, you know, one of that get rich quick thing. Um, and that there's, you know, real estate will help you expedite <laughs> getting wealthy very much, but it's still not a get rich quick thing. Uh, it could be relative, right? But it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in three months, probably not going to happen in a year. So you got to put in the work. Um, and while you're putting in that work, um, you know, there's some, some feelings that, that you might have that come up. So, uh, the, and there's two particular ones that I want to distinguish between one is impatience and one is urgency so we try to use the word urgency around here um, because that urgency comes from a place of inspiration where impatience comes from a place of fear Mm -hmm. so um, try to understand the difference between those two and I think it'll help you kind of calm down and make better financial decisions as you're growing and allow you to reach that end goal quicker than you ever ever thought was possible you know I agree I think and to spin the words you did a little bit as well i think investing in real estate is a good rich quick scheme but it's like you said it's perspective if you can create massive wealth in five years that's yeah. fast so yeah. it is a get rich quick scheme that the scheme and you know it's a play on words and people you know think that means overnight but the amount of wealth that we've created in eight ish years mm-hmm. is fast yeah it's quick as you Agreed. can get um there's no really realistic way to get that much wealth any quicker that's legal um, or even illegal for the most part. So I think that is a get rich quick scheme. It's just having the right mindset and framing it the right way. So how are some ways, Lucas, and you are a little bit more mindsetted than I am. I'm working on it. I actually meditated uh, in the room, hotel room, and I did this morning a little bit. But um, what are some ways that you think meditating might be one of them that people can develop that positive financial mindset because i get this a lot have the right mindset well what is what is the right mindset yeah it it goes back to that relationship with money and um you know it and it goes back to how you were raised and your your fear around money like you know if you were growing up and you were told um you know we can't do this we can't afford that we're going to be broke if we do this you know it's going to really shape the way you think about money um so there's 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 millionaires, there's multimillionaires, there's probably billionaires out there that feel broke, mm-hmm. that think they're broke and think they're going to lose it all, um, and that's that's not happiness. That's not any way to live a life. But there's people with you know a couple hundred grand in the bank that probably feel like they're on top of the world, mm-hmm. and or they fifty grand in the bank. Yeah, fifty grand in the bank, right? Um, so to, to me, there's a there's a practical standpoint of it, and then there's a mind standpoint of it. Like practical side you know, get, get your reserves in place, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, wherever you feel comfortable with, you know, three months, six months, a year, two years, get your reserves in place. And once you have that in your savings account, set aside, like go do whatever you want to with your money and, mm-hmm. and make some, make, go make some poor choices. Maybe mm-hmm. not a freaking beach house or maybe not a Two hundred thousand dollar car, but go go spend some money and uh, not hookers and blow. I mean, maybe who knows? <laughs> Depending on your situation, yeah. go spend some money, and it, that's almost like an exercise and a practice to help you get over that 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 fear of losing it all. I think. Can I piggyback on that? Yeah. So I think we're both like um, got uh, good money in our savings account now, and and are in a good place, and now buying the Corvette and doing those things, and me and both of us creating an awesome backyards is very expensive but you for a while you i don't think someone should get 
in my opinion, someone should get 12 months of um, reserves before they buy the first rental property. No, so I think I there's got to be some risk at first. Yeah. And then if you're going to go do crazy things or. Those are know, assets. Yeah. The, I'm yeah. not talking about assets. Yeah. Here. yeah. But that's my point is I just, I, and honestly, it doesn't really have anything anything to do with the mentorship but if you want to like start to buy rentals and wholesale and flip and get involved in real estate and start to create that legacy i don't think you should wait to have 12 months Agreed. of reserves but at some point getting those reserves which is what we've done being responsible as business owners trying to get reserves in in the bank um our personal and business and then can go out and do cool things For like sure. we want to buy a house in florida yep. we want to do a lot of things that um we can do but we have retained earnings personally and and business yep i love that cool agreed all right so Hope you enjoyed this episode. Share this with a friend. Um, you don't have to, but be a lot cooler if you did. And give us a review and a rating. Like just one person. I, I shouldn't say that because they're gonna be like somebody else is gonna do it. But listening, ten of you give us a review and a rating. All right, Lucas, you are up three. Yeah. On the shoot the trash can oh in boy. the game or the shoot the outline trash can game. I made it really so Lucas has to shoot it over the camera, below the key light. Right on the other side is the is the trash can. So in all fairness, I don't think I've ever been up four on him, but I've been up two or three on him, and I made it hard on me. So he is up three now because he missed the last one. All right. Well, this is going to be tough. If I make this, yes. it's going to be a good day. Oh, shit. Let's go. Now, what if I miss this? Well, then I'm still up four. I know. That would be really bad. <laughs> yeah, you better make it. Better focus. And it's a good crumble, too. And so no excuses. So nervous. Nice All shot. Right, three. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message, and we'll cover it in an upcoming show. 